It's not, we're, we're just reading it. Uh, praise the Lord. Okay, uh, let's get rolling. Hey, we're going to, again, like you say, your Bible's laid out. This is it's, it's so perfect to, uh, to see the historic line here. But we're going to go straight back to John. And in, in just two Sundays, we actually covered John chapter 1 through the 5th chapter. And then we picked up and we did 6 and 7. Now remember, this was never supposed to be chopped up, but of course we did. We run out of time, but you could have, we could have got there real, uh, real, real quick. But anyway, we're gonna start in John chapter eight. But I'm gonna back up just a little bit because notice it just starts out: Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives. What do you mean? Well, it's because it's history. So something just happened. So let's back up. The end of the seventh chapter. Boy, they were so mad. Look, there's Nicodemus talking here. What happened was they were so mad at Jesus. The uh, the Pharisees had sent. You know, their police force to go arrest Jesus. And they come back and go, they say, Well, why didn't you arrest him? And they go, Well, nobody ever said what he says before. And remember, Jesus is God. He's just God here. And what's so weird is he's not here to, well, we're going to just stay forever and whatever. No, he had a mission, the Lamb of God. He came to die for us. And he keeps saying that. Anyway, notice this. Uh, the, the, the officer said, he says such wonderful things because they didn't arrest him. This is the seventh chapter, verse 46. We've never heard anything like it. Now, these supposed to be police officers. They don't get into church stuff. Well, probably not some church stuff, but boy, when you're talking Jesus, it rattles their cage. So you've been led astray, the Pharisees mocked. Is there a single one of us Jewish rulers or Pharisees who believes he's the Messiah? These stupid crowds do, yes, but what do they know about it? A curse upon them. Boy, these are like, you know, I, no better analogy right now than anti-Trump people. You know, they just, they don't want anything to do with it. Oh, what? They're just blind to it. Okay. Then Nicodemus spoke up. Remember him? He was the Jewish leader who came secretly to interview Jesus. Remember, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. How can a man be born again? Can he go back into his mother's womb? That was that story just in the third chapter. But anyway, he spoke up. Now, he's one of these Pharisees. Uh, hey, is it legal to convict a man before he's tried? Oh, they jumped on his case. Look at it. Look at legit. They're hot. Are you a wretched Galilean too? Good night. Now, remember, Nicodemus was one of the ones that came with Joseph of Arimathea, and, and they took care of Jesus' body when he died. They, got, they were brave. They went to... They went to Pilate and said, hey, can we have his body? He's dead. And they gave it to him. Now, now it, it's just like people say, it's in the Bible. Like at birthday stuff I was telling. No, it's not. Look at this. You even know this. Watch this. Are you a wretch, Galilean? Search the scriptures yourself. No prophets come from Galilee. Well, yeah, they do too. He didn't read hard enough. Besides that, he came from Bethlehem. Then the meeting broke up. Everybody went home. All right, here we go. Now notice they were... See... Early the next morning. See, the Pharisees were mad. They wanted him arrested. Now you sit the stage. This is when this woman's caught in adultery. It was a trick to try to get Jesus. I mean, she was, she was busted, all right. But let's watch it. And let's see if that's what the story's about. It's not. Early the next morning, he was back at the temple. A crowd soon gathered. He sat down and he talked to them. As he was speaking, uh, John 8, chapter 3, uh, the Jewish leaders and the Pharisees... Oh, you bust up a Bible study because of this? They brought in a woman caught in adultery and placed her in front of the staring crowd. Oh, brother. Okay. Teacher, they said to Jesus. And they're mocking him. 
This woman was caught in the very act of adultery. Moses' law says kill her. What about it? Well, you can't have anybody killed unless you get permission by Pilate. That's why they were trying to trick Jesus. They were, they, they were trying to trap him, saying something that they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. And I think we've all been told what's going on here with this finger writing. He wasn't just goofing off. Watch what he says. They kept demanding an answer. And as he stood up and uh, again and said, all right, hurl the stones at her until she dies. But look at this. But only, who, only he who has never sinned may throw the first. Wow. So in other words, if you're perfect, go ahead. Well, see, the Pharisees think they're perfect. Then he stooped down and wrote some more in the dust. And the Jewish leaders slipped away one by one. He had to be writing all their, probably, their little girlfriends that they ever had. And the Jewish, they, I mean, they, I wouldn't care. I'd say, come on now, I'm waiting on you, Jesus. Oh, Becky Lynn, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, Cynthia, so, yeah, Thelma Lou, whatever, oh my gosh. They laughed. Look at that. Then he stooped down again and wrote some more in the dust. And the Jewish leaders slipped away one by one, beginning with the eldest, until only Jesus was left in front of the crowd with a woman. Wow. I mean, he, he nailed, well, you young whippersnappers. No, come on, everybody. You know, the Bible teaches us that if you break one commandment, you broke them all. So everybody in this room is an adulterer. We make such a big thing about divorce. We make such a big thing about adultery. And, and heck yeah, I understand. But man, if you break one commandment, you broke them all. Oh, but I, I, I'm, I'm not a murderer. Well, the Bible says we are. <laughs> if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. You ever pull that one off? Yeah. Jesus stood up again. Everybody's gone except for the crowd. Remember, the crowd's still there. This woman in front of this crowd. Then Jesus stood up again and said to her, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, sir, she said. Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Wow. Now, some people spend more time on go and sin no more than the neither do I. And then you're going to wind up in the same situation again. In other words, you're so worried about missing the mark. We're all going to miss the mark. Don't you remember the story? Jesus said, how often do you forgive my brother? Peter said, 70 times 7. I mean, it's going to keep going. Yeah, but what do you reckon if she was a pole dancer? Well, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't have mattered. These people, Jesus already said, speaking of that, he said the prostitutes, the tax collectors, they'll get into the kingdom of God before you stupid Pharisees. Jesus already told them that, probably in this same setting. He said they get it. They know where mercy is. Anyway, later in one of his talks, Jesus said to the people, I'm the light of the world, so if you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness, for living light will flood your path. Notice he didn't say, be perfect. Don't you ever make a mistake. We're going to grade you when you get to heaven. St. Peter's going to get there, if he gets there, and he's going to say, well, that's a bunch of baloney. The Pharisees were told, you're boasting and lying. See, they could not take it. Now, remember, this is, this is God standing in front of them. They should know. He said, these claims are true even if I make them concerning myself, for I know where I came from and where I'm going. You know, that is so heavy even for us because we're here, we hear about evolution. 
And sometimes you'll even have thoughts, well, when you're dead, you're dead. It's just, a, it's just our stigma to believe in the hereafter. No, there is a hereafter. Anyway, here we go. You pass judgment on me without knowing the facts. I'm not judging you now, but if I were, it would be absolutely correct judgment in every respect, for I have with me the Father who sent me. Your laws say that if two men agree on something that happens, their witness is accepted as fact, that the Lord told Moses that in Exodus or whatnot. Well, probably was Exodus, whatever numbers, Deuteronomy. Well, I'm a witness, and my Father who sent me is the other. Oh, they didn't like this. They were so mad. Where is your father? They asked. You don't know who I am, so you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, then you would know him too. Jesus made these statements. Look at the history here. While in the section of the temple known as the treasury. Well, that's a spiritual point. No, it's not. It's just history. That's when this was taken. But he wasn't arrested. For his time had not run out. Later he said to them, I'm going away and you'll search for me. Look at this phrase. And die in your sins. And you cannot come where I'm going. Die in your sins. The Jews asked, is he planning to suicide? What does he mean you cannot come where I'm going? Then he said, God, you are from below. What is this above stuff? I am from above. Look at this phrase. You are of this world. I am not. Look at this. This is for us. That is why I said you will die in your sins. For unless you jump through hoops, never divorce, never oh, disobey the speed limit laws, never sash your mama, that's not in the list. You will die in your sins for unless you believe that I am the Messiah, the Son of God, you will die in your sins. Guess what? We are not dying in our sins, man. And boy, sins matter. Like black lives matter. Sins matter. We are toast. How are we going to get out? Just believe he's the Messiah. That's why he's arguing with them. Right, watch this. We're going to see some of them peel off and go, I think he's the Messiah. <laughs> yeah, they, they get it. Here we go. Well, tell us who you are, they demanded. Oh, brother. I'm the one I always claim to be. I could condemn you for much and teach you much, but I won't. For I say only what I'm told to by the one who sent me. He is truth. But they still didn't understand he was talking to them about God. Jesus said, when you've killed the Messiah, you'll realize I'm he. In other words, in a few weeks from now, when you crucify me, you're going you're to know I'm he. And I've not been telling you my own ideas, but I've spoken what the Father taught me. He who sent me is with me and has not deserted me. Now, let's hold up a minute right there. Why do we think we're all by ourselves sometimes when Jesus has been telling us over and over again, he's with us? That's got to quit. See, that's not... That's not believing Jesus is the Messiah. You know, that's putting you in trouble when you don't need to be in trouble. You know, when I get on those airplanes and have to fly, you know, the Lord's with you. You know, I'll never forget. This happened yesterday. I was at Bojangles. Listen to this, Phil. I was at Bojangles. I walked in the door. Just kind of like the Lord puts you in places. There were two rough-looking characters in front of the... There was no... All the old-timers already got their food. They're back over here. And these two... And I just... I had my pistol in the pocket, but I didn't think nothing of it. I'm sitting there. And I heard these guys going, we're going to get it to go. And no, don't get it to go. Yeah, yeah, you got to get it to go. And, and finally, this good-looking black lady, she's young lady, and she's going to take your order, and, and he spouts off, well, baby, 
you can't take my order. And he was just smarting off some sexist remark, you know. And then all of a sudden, they looked at each other and they go, oh, and they were gone. And I didn't think that later, I, I was, I took, she took my order and I said, what's wrong with them two characters? I don't know. And I thought later, I thought, dad gum, they could have been trying to hold this place up, you know. They, were, they just had loser all over their faces. Of course, Jesus died for them too. But, you know, I, mean, I just thought, I thought, praise the Lord. God protected me, protected them. I know all them old timers in there, they would have taken them out. <laughs> I mean, I guarantee you, it wouldn't have gone far. You just don't mess with their Bojangles family in there. Oh, man. But anyway, praise the Lord. So anyway, but that's my point about he's not deserted me. But if all of a sudden I'm thinking, well, I don't know if Jesus really going to take care of me. I'm probably the worst sinner. Listen, Adam was the worst. <laughs> Guess who's next? Paul wrote and he said, I'm the worst. <laughs> he said he was chief of all sinners. And we think Paul's, oh, he's so saintly and perfect. He's trying to prove the point. We are all in trouble without Jesus. You cannot earn this. Anyway, so back to this. Jesus said, the Father's not deserted me. I always do those things that are pleasing to him. Then many of the Jewish leaders who heard him say these things began to believe. So now we know what's going on. They started to change their mind. And then look at this. See if you've ever heard this verse before. I know you have. It's one of the fam most famous ones. We hear it probably, you probably heard it yesterday. And you know, because people say this in our society. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. There it is. Truly are you my disciples if you live as I tell you to. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Keep going here. Hey, we're descendants of Abraham. We're Jews. We've never been slaves to any man on earth. Boy, had they not been reading. Pharaoh, they were slaves. Remember that? And they were slaves here. Roman soldiers, the Romans owned them. Anyway, what do you mean set free? Look what Jesus said. You're slaves of sin. Remember when you die, you're going to die in your sins. Unless you believe Jesus is the Messiah. Slaves don't have rights. But the Son has every right there is. So if the Son, if, if the son sets you free, you'll be, here it is. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Yes, I realize you are descendants of Abraham, Jesus said. But notice this. You're still in trouble because some of you are trying to kill me because my message doesn't find its heart in your home. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. Wait a minute. Hey, our father's Abraham, they declared. No. When you hate to hear Jesus tell you no. If he were, you'd follow his good example. But instead, you're trying to kill me. And all because I told you the truth I heard from God. Abraham wouldn't do a thing like that. No, you are obeying your real father when you act that way. Remember, he's fixing to say, your father is the devil. <laughs> oh, that's not going to go over good at all. Look what they said here. We were not born out of wedlock. Our true father is God himself. Wonder how many present there knew that his mother was Mary. And knew the story. It's probably what drove this. You're illegitimate. Jesus told them, if it were so, then you would love me. For I have come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, he, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you are being prevented from doing so. You are the children of your father. Oh man, the devil. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from, look at that. It didn't say evolution, did it? It's the beginning. And a hater of the truth 
there's not an iota of truth in him. When he lies, it's perfectly normal. Remember, he's the father of lies. That's what that phrase is. Well, there it is. He's the father of lies. And so when I tell the truth, you naturally don't believe it. Look what he says here. Which one of you can truthfully accuse me of a single sin? Well, I know when he was going to turn that water into wine, he told his mom, it's not time yet. See, that wasn't a sin. Well, he called that woman a dog one time. He called people fools. No. He wasn't sinning. And since I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone whose father is God listens gladly to the words of God. Since you don't, it proves you aren't his children. Now, do you think they whispered this? You are a Samaritan. (laughs) No, they were screaming. Look at the next word. Devil! Boy, they were blowing a gasket. Look at that. The Jewish leaders snarled. Look at that. Didn't we say all along you were possessed by a demon? Good grief. All he's trying to tell them is he's trying to get them saved. Nope. I have no demon in me. I honor my father. You dishonor me. And though I, and though I have no wish to make myself great, God wants this for me and judges those who reject me. With all the earnestness I have to tell you this, no one who obeys me shall ever die. That's the reason some of them were going, I think he's the Messiah. Boy, the Jewish leaders said, now we know you're possessed by a demon. Even Abraham, the mightiest prophet. Remember, it's supposed to be a fake. It's in the book of Genesis, so that was a fairy tale. The guy was drunk It wrote that. That is so baloney. It is a historic book. Even Abraham and the mightiest prophets, Elijah, Elijah, all of them. Yet you say that obeying you will keep a man from dying? So you're greater than our father Abraham who died and greater than the prophets. Who do you think you are? Now remember, we know who he is. Then Jesus told them this. If I'm merely boasting about myself, it doesn't count. But it's my father. And you claim him as your God who's saying these glorious things. But you don't even know him. I do. If I say otherwise, I'd be as great a liar as you are. In other words, Jesus had to tell them who he was. Now look at this. Your father, Abraham, rejoiced to see my day. He knew I was coming and was glad. You aren't even 50 years old. Remember, he's probably around 30 years old. Sure, you've seen Abraham. Boy, Jesus is, remember, all this stuff is fake. Well, why are we here today? Why was churches around before you and I even were born? Because all this is true. The absolute truth is, I was in existence before Abraham was born. Boy, at that point, they picked up rocks and said, I've had enough. This guy has lost it. Like that guy wrote that book, Lord, Liar, or Lunatic. Well, he's Lord. But Jesus was hidden from them, and he passed uh, and left the temple. Don't stop. As he was walking along, they don't make this any greater than it is. It's great anyway, but don't read stuff into this. He saw a guy who was blind. Well, Jesus is going to take care of this. There was some thought that if you were a baby, because we're all so hung up on sin and whatever, they thought the little baby could blow it. And I guess if he had twins, he poked his brother's eyes out, you know, like three stooges. You could sin while you were in the womb. Was it, why was this guy blind? Hey, was it a result of his own sins or his parents? Look at that. Jesus didn't either. Notice he says, but to demonstrate the power of God 
all must quickly carry, we must, excuse me, all of us must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent me. For there's little time left before the night falls and all work comes to an end. But while I'm still here in the earth, or in the world, I'll give it my light. Do you see the work here is healing? I mean, Jesus said, oh, it's part of our work. We got to get it going. I mean, if you're not feeling good, I know sometimes we struggle with healing sometimes. But if you read the Bible, don't listen to anybody else. Read the Bible. You'll come away knowing Jesus wants me well. Don't go by your experience. Well, I was sick as a dog all last year. Don't go by that experience. Go by the book. Anyway, then he spat on the ground. Now, remember, this is an individual. We get the whole story here. He spat on the ground, made mud from the yuck, spittle, smoothed it over the mud, over the black. Remember, he's still blind. And said, hey, go wash in the pool of Siloam. It was just some little fountain somewhere, probably a block away. The word Siloam means sent. So the man went where he was sent, and he washed, and he came back seeing. Now, that's not the end of the story. This thing is going to keep going all because his eyes got open. His neighbors and others knew him as a blind beggar, asked each other, is this the same fella, the beggar? Some said, yeah. And some said, no, it can't be the same man. He just looks like him. Well, then this old boy speaks up. He goes, man, no. The beggar says, I'm the man. Then they, they asked him how in the world he could see. How did it happen? He said, a man, they called Jesus. Woo. Made mud, smoothed it over my eyes. And said, go to the pool of Siloam, wash in the mud. We're going to hear this about five more times. Where is he now? They said, I don't know. Then they took the man. Oh, brother. Here they go. But you know, that's a good thing. Jesus is still pulling off some of these Pharisees. They're catching it. Some of them aren't. Watch how mad they are. Now it happened. Oh, brother. This happened on the Sabbath. <laughs> that ticked them off again. Don't be healing on the Sabbath. Oh, right. Your little baby's throwing up. Can't keep anything down. Hey, darling, we need to wait till Monday. We, Jesus don't want you to feel good today. Too bad if you're going to die. God. Remember Jesus mocked him and said, if your donkey falls in a well, what do you do? Wait till Monday or actually the next day, son. You get him out right then. How much more value is a man than a mule? Anyway, the Pharisees asked him, all of, asked him about it. So he told them how Jesus smoothed the mud over his eyes and went and washed away and he could see. Some of them said, this fellow Jesus, he's not from God. Yeah, that's what they were after. Because he's working on the Sabbath. You know, the guy who's blind is like, I can care less. I can see. This is great. Y'all can fuss about this all you want to. But look what they said. Remember, these are the Pharisees. But how could an ordinary sinner do such miracles? Remember, Jesus in this, in this whole book here, he's pleading with them, at least believe for the miracle's sake. Anyway, then the Pharisees turned on the man who had been blind and demanded, notice, would you please, there, tell us, this man who opened your eyes, who do you say he is? Well, look what this guy says. Pretty smart little kid right here. Whatever, I'm sure he's an adult. Oh, I think he must be a prophet sent from God. The Jewish leaders wouldn't believe he was blind until they called his parents in. Hey, is this your son? Was he blind? If so, how can he see? His parents said, hey, yeah, he's our son. He was blind, but we don't know what happened to make him see or who did it. He's old enough to speak for himself. Ask him. Now look at this. They were scared too. 
They said this in fear of these clowns who had announced anyone saying Jesus is the Messiah, you ain't going to church with us no more. You can't go to Passover. You can't go to all the feast. God. And you know, that was scaring a lot of people, a lot of them. So for the second time, actually it's about the third time, they called in the man who'd been blind and said, Get, look, at, look at this. Give the glory to God, not Jesus. No, for we know Jesus is an evil person. Really? Look what the guy says. I don't know whether he's good or bad. But I know this. And how many songs have we heard about this? I was blind and now I see. Oh, but what did he do? How did he heal you? <laughs> now this guy's getting a little ticked off. He says, look. The man, I told you once. Didn't you listen? Oh, they're fixing to throw him out on his rear end. Uh, it's true. Watch this. And guess who's going to show up when he does it? Jesus. Anyway, why do you want to hear it again? <laughs> do you want to become his disciples? Oh, man. They cursed him and said, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. Oh, brother. What happened to Abraham? We know God's spoken to Abraham, but as for this fellow, we don't know anything about him. That's because they didn't want to know. Look what this guy says. Wow, that's very strange. Boy, he had their number. He had their number. He can heal blind men, and yet you don't know anything about him. And he keeps going, well, God doesn't listen to evil men, but his ears are open to those who worship him and do his will. Since the world began, there's never been anyone who could open the eyes of someone born blind. If this guy were not for, from God, he couldn't do it. Now, guess what they said about him? <laughs> His parents are standing right there. You illegitimate bastard. Boy, they're just, they're holy people, aren't they? That's such a Christian. That's so Christian-like. Yeah, look at that. Are you trying to teach us? Well, yes. The bridge is out and they don't care. The bridge is not out. The bridge is not out. It is out. When G, Look at this. They threw him out. <laughs> When Jesus heard what happened, what was in the news or something? No, Jesus always knows. He found the man. What Jesus was looking for him. He knew where he was. He said, hey, do you believe in the Messiah? The man answered, who is he, sir? For I want to. Look what Jesus said. You have seen him, and it is he who's speaking to you. Yes, Lord, the man said, I believe. Now, wait a minute. Didn't Jesus say, now, look. I got your number because you're 26 years old and you got some problems in your life. See how psychology just enters into the Bible? It's not it's so stupid. And when you're dating so-and-so, I want you to go before the pastor. Y'all need to date for about a year and have counseling sessions. Brother. You're not making good grades at school? No. I believe, and he worshiped Jesus. Jesus said, I've come into the world to give sight to those who are blind. Now notice what's going on here. That's the reason the Bible's a history book. Notice this. <sighs> give sight to those who are spiritually blind and to show those who think they see that they're blind. The Pharisees, they were standing there. Are you saying we're blind? Jesus said, well, if you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. But your guilt remains because you claim to know what you're doing. Doesn't quit. 
Anyone refusing to walk through the gate into the sheepfold who sneaks up over the wall must surely be a thief. The shepherd comes through the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. The sheep hear his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name. He leads them out. He walks ahead of them and they follow him for they recognize his voice. They won't follow the voice of a stranger. They'll run from him for they don't recognize his voice. See, this is all, this is all not broken up. We're, we're going to stop right there. Watch this though. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't know what he meant. So he said, I am the gate. Do you see anywhere in here where we're supposed to polish up our lives and get better? See, that happens as a result of all this. But even that you can't judge. It's just sheep and shepherd. All others who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep didn't listen to them. Yeah, I'm the gate. Those who come in by the gate will be saved and will go in and out and find green pastures. Psalm 23. Look at that. Thief comes not but to kill, steal, and destroy. Here it is, the Living Bible. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give life, look at that, in all its fullness. That's reason if it's leaking out in any, area, in any area of your life, just pray. Ask the Lord to help you. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man will run away when he sees the wolf coming and will leave the sheep. For they aren't his, and he isn't their shepherd. So And so the wolf leaps on them and scatters the flock. I don't care what you think about that, but that's protection, that's help, that's financial help, that's everything. I mean, sheep don't just make, hey, you're a sheep, take care of yourself, hope you survive. No, they got to have a shepherd. The hired man runs because he's hired and has no real concern for the sheep. That's the reason you got to throw away all your thought. Jesus doesn't care. Yeah, he does. Cast all your cares over on him because he cares for you. I don't care what they are. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep in another fold. I must bring them also and they'll heed my voice and there'll be one flock with one shepherd. Those are the people that weren't Jews, you and I. The father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it back again. See, is it no wonder that the angel said, hey, He's not here. He's risen just as he said. See, these people, even the ones who believe in the Messiah are still don't know what this means when he goes, why are, why are you going to leave us? What, what is this? A little while and you'll come back again. They didn't know it. They didn't catch that part. All right. No one can kill me without my consent. I lay down my life voluntarily. I have the right to lay it down when I want to and the right and power to take it again for the Father has given me this right. When he said these things, here it is. Half of them get it and half of them don't. They were divided in their opinions. Some said, well, he's got a demon or crazy. Why listen to a man like that? Boy, look what the others said. This doesn't sound like someone who's possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? It was wintertime, and Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time of the dedication celebration. He was at the temple walking through the section known as Solomon's Hall. The Jewish leaders surrounded him. Oh, man, he couldn't go 10 feet without these guys. How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us. He had been telling them. Now, watch. look how he's pleading with them. I already told you. You don't believe me. The proof is in the miracles I do in the name of of my father. But you don't believe me because you're not part of my flock. My sheep, King James says, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. My sheep recognize my voice and I, I left out, I know them and they follow me. 
I give them eternal life. Look at that. And they'll never perish. No one shall ever snatch them out of my hand. My father's given them to me and he's more powerful than anyone else and no one can kidnap them from me. Not even you. So quit thinking you're going to lose your salvation. You know, I hope I make it to heaven. Oh, please. Get back in here and start trusting the Lord. He says, I and the father. uh Oh, look what happened. Here it is again. I and the Father are one. Well, they didn't like that. They picked up stones to kill him. Look what he says. Hey, at God's direction, I have done many a miracle to help people. Hey, which one are you killing me for? <laughs> man, they couldn't take this. Oh, man. No, not for a good work, but for blasphemy. You, a mere man, declared yourself to be God. Now, some of you may not have seen this before, but watch this. You, you say, you, you declare yourself to be God. Look what Jesus said. In your law, now this is in the book of Psalms, I think it's Psalm 68. It says men are gods. That's the reason, folks, you're going to live forever, one way or another. We'll live with our Father in heaven, or we're going to be skiing on asbestos skis in the lake of fire. It's not going to be fun. Look at this. So if the scripture, which cannot be untrue, speaks of those as gods to whom the message came, do you call it blasphemy when the one sanctified and sent into the world says, I'm the son of God? Boy, he just flat told him right there. Of course, he told the woman at the well, he said, I'm the Messiah. Look at this. Don't believe me unless I do miracles of God. But if I do, believe them, even if you don't believe me. Then you will, be con- then you will become convinced that the Father is in me and I am in my Father. What's all this believe, believe, believe? Once again, they started to arrest him, but he walked away and left them, went beyond the Jordan River and stayed near the place where John was first baptizing, and many followed him. Look what they said. John didn't do any miracles. He just baptized people. But all his predictions came concerning this man have come true, and many came to the decision that he was the Messiah. Isn't it amazing how Jesus is bringing all these people, and the only thing he's leaving them with is, just believe I'm the Messiah. He didn't come with a big long list saying, hey, boy, y'all are such bad people. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, we're supposed to love one another. And actually, if you watch from here, we're at chapter 10 right here. Guess what happens next? Lazarus raised from the dead. And another pile more of Pharisees believe. And a bunch of other ones say, nah. And it leads right into Jesus giving himself up to Pilate and whatever and and they crucify him and he's resurrected. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We get it, Lord. We realize that, Lord, if we're not feeling good, you'll take care of us. We just relax. We believe you're the Messiah. We believe for the miracle's sake. And if we need a miracle concerning healing, we thank you. We get it from you. Same thing's true financially. We're not going to worry about our money. Hallelujah. Well, you're the Messiah. You'll take care of that. Save us, Lord, financially. And, Lord, if it's something else, no matter what it is, praise the Lord. You'll take care of all our problems. You're our shepherd. It's <laughs> the way it ought to be. And Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to keep telling other people all the wonderful things you've done for us as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That was good.